Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my two wonderful ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hi. (laughs) How are you guys doing this week? Oh, I'm faking the happy today. (laughs) Our topic is like, our topic was like my thing, but um, I I have to tell this quick story because you talked about how in the pre show you were talking about how you were a giant klutz, and I am too. I managed to take out my headset microphone um, from my computer because I tripped. It wrapped around my foot. I stood up. <laughs> it, I tripped and like stripped the cords out of their base. So I wound up breaking the headset microphone and got it, you know, replaced through Amazon. Realized that not only did I destroy the microphone. But I think I also destroyed the housing of the microphone plug-in. <laughs> oh no! And because it's like you put the little plug in there, and it does not seat. <laughs> Wait, like, do it again. Bent. You put the plug in. You put the plug out. That's what's gonna yeah, be so bad. Uh, I hate it all around. <laughs> I hear all kinds of little kid songs now. Our, the little kid upstairs is coming up on six months and he's got this like mirror thing with buttons and it sings all cut like head and shoulders, knees and toes and stuff. And I'm like, oh God, it's starting. <laughs> so these things are stuck in my head. We're like all walking around singing it. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and just wait until it's let it go, let it go. <laughs> I'm hoping all day long. Although, I mean, I'm I'm totally open to all different kinds of you know, like men could be princesses and stuff like that. It's fine, but I'm really hoping because he's a boy. I'm really hoping he doesn't like Frozen. <laughs> if there is a god, he will not like Frozen. <laughs> Any other princesses, dude? You go for it. I'll buy you your tiara, but just not Frozen. <laughs> That there's a there's a frozen like shop in the Disneyland whole complex, right? And I happened to go in there with a friend of mine who was buying something for his daughter, and I he asked the employees there because all it is is like frozen all on these screens, and they've got like a frozen hair salon for the girls <laughs> like to dress them up like princesses. Yeah. He asked the employees like, "Do you die every day just a little bit?" Because you all you hear is this music, and they just kind of looked at them with this dead stare <laughs> and said. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, just say it quietly enough so we don't get in trouble. Right. <laughs> Love our jobs. Happy I am a cast member and I know what my job is. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of Frozen, uh, it might make the kids real happy, but right now it's making us real blah. We have a little bit of the winter blahs, so we're going to talk today about how you get through January, February, and March on our way to spring. This is, uh, I'm going to let Jules pretty much take it over here because this is definitely her topic this week although I had a little tinge of it but nothing to compare to Jules I don't think well I don't even know how much snow you guys are getting right now or how cold it's been in Toronto but (laughs) all of it it's uh, yeah it's been so ever since like after like before Christmas you know kind of like after I came back to visit my family it's been rotating through snowstorm to like super fucking cold and then it warms up a little bit and then another snowstorm and then another cold snap and 
it, and then when we're talking cold, it's like minus 15 at night and a high of like four during the day with wind chills within minus 20, 25 degrees below zero. And you're like, ah, and all this is in Fahrenheit, by the way. I was just going to say for our Canadian listeners, that's actually really cold. I know you're thinking four (laughs) degrees, like she's a giant wuss, but no, like four degrees Fahrenheit. So we're talking like minus 10, 20, 30. Minus 12, I think in Celsius or something like that. Something around there. Yeah. In any case, you guys are all explaining it. I'm like, it goes below zero. (laughs) (laughs) Poor, poor Nevermore in her Arizona world. (laughs) Well, and let me ask you this, Nevermore. How, what is, what is a low temperature for you guys in your winter? Um, it, it kind of depends. Like, I mean, lately, like in the very early mornings, I think the little signs that I drive by, it's like, it's 40, but that lasts for like, I mean, through the night, maybe till like nine o'clock and then it gets hotter. Like the other day, it was already 70 something and Ben was pissed off. (laughs) He's like, it's already hot. It's over. (laughs) And your high temperatures in the summer were usually like 70, 80. Is that usually right? In the summer? summer? Or in the winter, winter starts. (laughs) I was was like, like, in the summer, you can't go outside because you just go poof into dust. (laughs) Um, In the winter, it depends like on like when it is and what our weather's like. Um, It's usually like, 50 60s maybe okay um i think your extreme summers and our extreme winters have the same kind of effect Mm -hmm. where you don't want to go outside because it's a nightmare either way and uh but i think for for the winter blahs in specific for me it's great all the time here it's great all the time it's rare that you see the sun um, and then it's a pain in the butt to go outside when it snows because you got to put on boots <laughs> and the boots are annoying. And then it's iced underneath the snow. So you can, you know, biff it on the snow. <laughs> it's like, it just gets to the point. Like today I just had, I just had a really blah day. It was like, I, I, there was no earthly reason why I should have been down. But I was and I was like, you know, just blah and unmotivated and tired and I didn't even want to exercise because it just didn't I didn't have the energy for it. And I'm like, these are the winter blahs and I'm and I'm going through them and I've got another two, three months of this. (laughs) And then I mentioned it in our discord chat between the three of us and Jocelyn goes, I just went through this, too. So. And we both have the same thing where we work from home. Yeah. And I think so for me, it wasn't nearly as bad, I think, as Jules is currently experiencing. But I just I kind of I I got up this morning and I got up early because uh, Matt actually got up and went to work because he he kind of fluctuates between working from home and and actually going into the office. So today was an office day. And uh, so I got up with him at like 830 this morning and I went upstairs. I made my coffee and I looked outside and it was snowing. And I was like, huh. It's really funny because like literally a month ago, I was like, please snow, please snow, more snow, all the snow. Yes, because it's coming up to Christmas and I'm really excited about it. And then literally it's like a switch, like January, like usually not like New Year's, but within a few days, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, I've had enough now. <laughs> like it, yeah. can, it can kind of like, I'm, I'm a kind of a fall girl, I guess. I prefer like cool temperatures, but yeah. um, when you can't go outside at all, like it, it as much as I'm kind of enjoying nesting, like I mentioned, um, our roommates have a adorable, always happy, like just I come in the room and his face lights up and he gets all excited and smiles and everything else. Like they have an adorable little six month old and I play with him a lot and I'm enjoying like, you know, my work and then, you know, mixing it up by playing with him and spending time with the roommates and stuff. So it's not like I'm all by myself. But I know I went through this really, really badly when I was living by myself in Halifax because it had the kind of like um, around zero, like around freezing uh, kind of weather. So it was like we would get snow but then rain so everything was just slush and ice and, and actually like really gray, at least snow when it's like often and fresh it's all white and it's still sparkly and pretty and looking outside you can kind of go like oh that's picturesque (laughs) and you can have a little bit of appreciation for it but in Halifax it was just like all slush all the time and just and like Jill said just dangerous really so then like you're stuck inside I was all by myself like I got a cat (laughs) to combat it at that point so uh, I can definitely sympathize with you know 
problems that come from when you just you just can't get outside. And then I think the difference between um, Jules or yeah, Jules and I, and then Nevermore is that at least when she can't go outside, it's sunny, it's bright, it's like you know, uh, more day than night. Like right now we have, we're, we're starting to get longer days again, but you know, like yeah. we went through periods of time where it's like the sun comes up at eight o'clock in the morning and then the sun goes down at four 30 at night. And you're kind of like the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, I guess for me, it's the, um, I'm, it's no secret. I'm a total introvert. I enjoy being in my own space. I don't, I don't have to, um, go outside to be, um, to feel like I, I need, I, I don't need people to be around me all the time. I like being alone, but the winter, it, it actually surprised me because I was going like, I love the fact that I can do whatever I want as I live by myself. And then I'm just like, Oh my God, winter, screw you. Like I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm tired of being cold. I'm tired of snow and tired of afraid, being afraid to drive someplace cause it's too slippery out. Mm. And Oh yeah. I think, and so I think that's the really, I got hit with that thing. That's the real killer. I think is when you actually feel like you can't like it's, it's not necessarily a problem if you have the option to leave your house. But when, like you said, it's, it's dangerous to go outside. It's perilous. It's, you know, icy to walk, icy to drive. Like you really, if you don't have to take the risk to go somewhere, like then you just don't. And so yeah. it's, it's that like, remove removing the choice is really i think what you're probably struggling with is you're yeah, just like i, I you're right. i'm no longer choosing to be my to be by myself and to be at home i'm now forced to be by myself and at home and it's a little bit more yeah. isolating than uh yes. than the choice to be at home and quiet yeah cuz i would have actually like today i would have actually gone over to pat's house and worked in the office today um and cuz i had a couple things that i could do there and it would be nice to just like actually sit down and talk face to face and i'm like screw that i'm not going out in this weather not <laughs> number one they haven't plowed my um my my apartment complex driving drive parking lot or the drive out there at all so and if you've ever spun out in the snow you never want to do it again like yeah. you never ever ever unless want you're to be doing stuck. donuts in a parking lot because that's freaking an empty parking lot, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> that can be freaking fun. But then that's when you are not surrounded by other cars. It's totally in your control. You know, like that's literally how my mom taught me to drive. She was like, "Oh, sweet, it snowed. Get in the car. We're gonna go do donuts." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, because she was teaching me what to do when you actually spin out of control in, in a controlled environment. Because the difference is when you're just driving around and it's snowing, if you spin out, there's other cars, you're not in control. Like, you need to know those skills when you live in a place where it snows, nevermore. <laughs> right. right. And because, like, when I spun out, I was on a road. Thank God there was not, no other cars there. The roads were not that icy, but there was just a little bit of snow, like enough where the, the there were tire grooves where there, you know, and then there was pavement. But for some reason, my my car hit a patch, and my the back end of the car came out first mm -hmm. and just spun, and then wound up going backwards into the ditch. And luckily, I, and I so I spun from my lane to the other lane, and then and there was nothing I could do to stop it. And that in itself was like. You know, I don't like to live scared, but man, I would not drive in the snow unless I knew that it was okay to do it. And I did it yesterday. I drove in the snow yesterday and it was a little hairy because it was snowing at the time. Mm. And I was like, and it was that real kind of slippery, um, just fallen snow thing. And they haven't plowed, put any ice or uh, any salt down. And, uh, yeah, it was like, oh gosh, I'm glad I have a car that has four all wheel drive at least to help with it. So I didn't go out today and I really felt it. Like it sucked. <laughs> I did not like it. And I'm sure that it's kind of the same thing for where it's 115 outside in Arizona. And you're like, I don't want to go anywhere. Cause man, I will die and sweat and <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's no fun to go anywhere. Yep. And you're sweaty and other people are sweaty and you have to go do all the things you need to do and your car's hot and your seat or your butt sticks to seats where you go. And like if you go in somewhere like the leather like like leaves the indent, you know, and your legs mm -hmm. stick to it. 
the like seat belt burns the living hell out of you because it's like hot metal like melting into your flesh yep it's good yeah <laughs> it's, it's the total it's the total polar opposite because i was telling them earlier and i don't i think we might have talked about it before i don't remember like i've never seen snow like full-on snow everywhere like snow falling coated i've never seen that in my entire existence <laughs> i've had snow from it snows up north in arizona ben lived in like uh flagstaff and it does snow here people who have never been here think that it doesn't it does um we've just i've never experienced it um i've been i've had snow trucked down for my birthday when i was a kid <laughs> I've done the whole like you go to the zoo and they have snow days and they bring snow whatever I've that's done a that thing kind of. that's really cool yeah <laughs> I've barely seen it start to snow like just the snowflake like tiny tiny bits and then it goes away because it's Arizona yeah. and it's like not the right weather or whatever so I barely saw it start but not enough to do anything I've seen brown slush on the side of the road that's like leftover Ben tried to take me to the Grand Canyon and hope to see snow but it was just like the like mounds of it on the side and like the shade like nothing like left so I've never experienced like what everybody's like, oh, it's coated everywhere. And I'm like, I want, I want to see it. I don't want to <laughs> stay in it, but I want to see it. You should go to Flagstaff <laughs> when you know that there's like most likely going to be like a, a, a storm coming through yes. and just to see it, you know, take a vacation weekend or something there. Well, it's like there's always like the limited window of when it's happening. And then it's like the holiday rush and then it's the after Christmas stuff. And then after Christmas, it's my birthday. And then it's like Valentine's. And then by the time we think about it, it's, and we can, it's gone. <laughs> yep. so it's like, I can't win. <laughs> no, I know. So, so it's, it's, it's a struggle and I I mean I've dealt with it for many many years I've, you know Wisconsin winters are no not no pleasant thing either um but this is probably the first year like living by myself you know finally settled into into a life now and I'm like yeah I I'm probably gonna need to think about what do I need to do to battle this because it's not gonna it's not gonna end anytime soon and so I did, I looked online and I'm like, okay, well, what can I do to try, you know, obviously there's the sun lamps. Well, the, that was, uh, that was going to be my next question is, you know, how, how have you been sleeping the last few weeks? I've been sleeping well, but I take melatonin every night to oh, sleep. Cause I know, yeah. I, think, I think that that is part of my problem is like, it's just always dark. Like our apartment is in the basement of the house. And I know that I think that that's part of what's kind of messing me up is that I don't spend a whole lot of time in a lot of light. Like the light yeah. that I get is from my like sun lamp things that I use as like studio lighting. <laughs> like, and that's one of the things that they say is that, you know, like um, sometimes it's not even necessarily any of the things that we've talked about so far with all the isolation and stuff, but it's, it's the fact that your circadian rhythm just gets messed up if you live right. too far you know, to too many extremes and Jules and I live fairly far north. So, you know, we get those very, very short winter days. So then your, your sleep patterns get all messed up. Cause I know I have been sleeping even worse than normal over the last really? probably week and a half to two weeks. Yeah. My sleep hmm. is just totally messed up. So I was going to say, maybe what we need to do is like spend more time around light <laughs> Uh, and then yeah. and then more dark at night because for me well right now it's 9 30 at night and i have the super bright lights on me so my body's probably thinking oh my god it's noon <laughs> yes that makes us that makes a lot of sense actually especially because you work in a basement with no natural yeah. lights so it's like the um, bright lights that i'm getting are at consistent times like tuesday to tuesday like we always record between you know 9 and 10 30 p.m but then like there, you know, on other nights, I don't have the bright lights in my face. And then so I feel like my, my body's just all screwed up because it doesn't have a lot of the light through the day that normally that keeps me a little bit more kind of centered in the summer because like I'll be in the light until 8 or 9 p.m. because we also have very, very long days in the summer. So I'll be in the light until 8 or 9 p.m. Then I go do the shows. So there's no kind of like dark light fluctuation. It's just always light. So it might be yeah. lighter later, but at least like I'm not going dark light, dark light, dark light all day. Yeah. So I'm yeah. wonder I was just wondering if that was very uh, something similar maybe for you is that light patterns are messing with your sleep because that's what I think is causing my stuff is I'm just kind of like can't I just have the light days back it's not so much the cold it's the light 
Yeah. Yeah. Actually my, so my apartment is, um, an end unit. So I have a lot of windows and I always have the blinds open and have light coming in. Even when it's gray, there's light coming Mm -hmm. in here too. Um, which is crucial because when I go to work at Pat's house, I'm in a basement, um, with no windows. And so I will only work over there in the afternoon from like, you know, like one to like five. So then in the morning I get the I get the, um, the sun. And so that, that at least, you know, or just the light, just the natural light, which is really, really nice. Um, that's like super important to me. So I don't even know if I would need a sun lamp because I kind of already get at least the natural light, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's the actual sun because the other part of it is that it's, they're saying uh, when I was reading about this is like vitamin, taking vitamin D is Mm. another solution as well, because your body isn't manufacturing it as much if you're not in the sun. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know that's yeah. something that I've often thought about because I do spend so much time, even during the summer, I spend so much time inside. <laughs> yeah. Did, one of you guys was saying recently that you're taking uh, multivitamin. Was that you, Joss? That was me. Yeah. Yeah. You're starting to take a multivitamin. Have you noticed any changes? Um, kind of, but I like I've made so many changes. And then with Christmas, I kind of fell off a lot of those changes. So my body's just real fucked up right now. <laughs> including That's giant fair. bags of candy that were supposed to go in gingerbread houses that instead have been going in my belly. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bad, bad life choices are being made. <laughs> but when I was just the couple of days that I like that, I was actually doing that or the, where I was taking the multivitamin and I was eating properly and I was sleeping properly. Um, I did, I did notice that I had a little bit more energy. And I think, as I mentioned before on the show, I'm anemic. So the lack of proper diet is meaning that I'm not taking in enough iron. So then when I take the multivitamin, it gives me a hundred percent of my daily iron and it's like night and day. Like I can, I feel the difference. Interesting. But I mean, it's a medical condition, right? So like, I, I know I should be watching my iron more closely. And I, I just don't because I was, I'm young and stupid. And that's just what I do. <laughs> like, I mean, really, it's a problem I've had since I was 15. Like, <laughs> I should know better by now, but I don't. <laughs> uh, apparently, by the way, old man Frank says that I need to have blue hair. Um, I liked being flanked by the blue haired ladies. So. <laughs> And that's not to be that they are old. They <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yep. No, Looking man. Guys are younger than me. I'm the old lady in this crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I should be the one with the blue hair. See, and <laughs> I've always wondered, okay, since I haven't done anything other than sun and hot and everything, um, I like I love the idea of like Seattle like with constant rain and like gloomy clouds and stuff but I know everybody's like you get that same kind of like weather kind of down like um what's the word I'm looking for depression train of thought not necessarily <laughs> oh. just depression but yeah just kind of the mood changing and stuff mm-hmm. yeah um, so I'm like I don't know I don't know if that would because I love that weather like I don't know if it would necessarily get to me or not. I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to move there and try it out. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think it, it, you don't think it will happen to you. Like you don't expect that it will. Um, especially if you're busy and you're doing stuff and it's like, you know, and, but the difference for me, like in the nicer weather, when it's nice out, when it's sunny, I'll have the windows open while I'm working or I'll have, you know, it's like the bright sunshine coming in and it's like, I can, I feel the difference. Um, I'm so excited that I'm going to San Antonio in a couple weeks, um, (laughs) because it is going to be warm and sunny there. And I'm going to be, and I will be outside as much as I can, like literally out there just Jules be like hosting a meetup, <laughs> but <laughs> tell, every, tell everybody where you're going and why and everything. So we know. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to pack South. Um, and we are actually hosting a meetup there. Um, we're going to do uh, a meetup on Saturday. Um, but I'm speaking, uh, on two panels at pack South. Uh, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. So I will be able to get out of these doldrums for a while and in the sun. Cause last year it was like 75 degrees and I was the happiest ever. Cause I was just <laughs> like, it's been so cold and I'm so like, I'm so 
wrapped up in you know blankets and sweatshirts and stuff and you can walk around with short sleeves for a day or two and it's like i just felt so much better when i came back from from texas so yeah i i know that it's coming and i needed i need that i need to have that break and some sun yeah. <laughs> so yeah and and i i didn't think it would ever happen but as over time, I've definitely noticed that I'm getting more and more of kind of the winter blahs and they hit me today. So I figured it would be a good time to talk about it because um, I I'm, a, I'm definitely energetic and, and upbeat now. But this afternoon, if you had spoken to me, I was like a zombie. Mm. I couldn't I had no energy. I had no creativity. I had nothing. I was just like. I was just like, can I just go and like wrap myself in a blanket and go to sleep? It was like depression. And I hate that. Like that's, there was no, there was no reason for it. There's nothing bad going on. There's nothing on my mind that I'm stressed about. It was literally just like winter day, snowing, couldn't go out, couldn't do the things I wanted to do. And I was blah about it. I think that is perfectly valid. I think it was a great demon of the week. Uh, and speaking of that, we are going to take a listener demon of the week. This one comes to us from our Discord uh, from Morn. So thank you so much for writing in. It was uh, multiple posts in the Discord. So I've tried to kind of edit it down a little bit here to kind of get to the meat of the issues. And then um, we also have an update from Morn as well. So it's a fairly long demon, but uh, bear with me while I read through it here. So Morn starts off by saying, I'm single. <laughs> well, this has pretty much always been part of my identity. It's never really bothered me. That is, until today, when I was invited to a night out with some old college buddies. It dawned on me my invite was an afterthought. I'd been the, I'd be the fifth wheel on a double date, but they felt obligated because they're only in town for the holiday. They're all three years younger than me, and it feels like they're all further along in their lives than me. Sounds like the typical, woe is single life rant, right? Sure, but here's where the dream demon creeps in. My dad was 40 when I was born. He tried his hardest to be an involved father, but in the end, our interactions have progressively gotten more and more shallow over the years. Our age difference has made it hard for us to relate to one another. Add in progressive versus traditional worldviews, and the gap is further widened. So yeah, I'm 27, single, and my biggest fear in life right now is that I miss the boat in my college years when I eventually do find someone to have a family with. I may just find myself repeating this cycle. I don't want to have kids so late in life that I too face this age gap that or this age gap divide that has hindered my relationship with my father over the years. I don't want my kids to have to worry if their father will be physically able to play outside with them or their kids. I don't want my kids to have to worry that their father won't live to meet his grandchildren in this world. That's my demon for the week. Will I find someone to have a family with before I'm too old to have too quote unquote old to have a deep meaningful relationship with my children? <laughs> fuck knows. <laughs> so this was part of a, a very, very, very long post. And so I edited a lot of the um, examples and context out of it. But basically, the idea is that um, he has a father who is significantly older than him and doesn't want to fall into that same pattern. Um, so uh, we did get an update from him as well that I'm going to read before we dive deep into these conversations. But um, the update says, uh, thanks again to everyone for the additional input. After some more self-reflection in the last few days, I've dug a little deeper. I realized halfway through my PhD that I don't give a fuck about the process of academic research, which is something as someone who went to university, wrote a thesis, and then went, this is real dumb. <laughs> I can totally relate to this. <laughs> uh, he says, I don't want to spend my life fighting for the ever-dwindling funding to pay rent and feed myself and my family. However, I made that realization after I was well past the point of no return, so I stuck it out for the sake of my end goal, teaching science at a small liberal arts university college <clears throat> i'm now months away from being finished with this whole process and my life is about to get flip fucked which is something i really enjoyed the best word ever. Yeah. <laughs> the best ever and turned all sorts of inside out i have yet to find a postgraduate career opportunity my apartment screwed up my lease timing so now i'm tied to this apartment for several months after i've defended and will likely have to move elsewhere for a job in the midst of all this i have no anchor or certainty about my future 
hell, I'm not even sure that science is where I want to stay for a career anymore. However, the one thing I do know I want in life and I'm certain about is to have a family one day. And at the bare minimum, I don't even have a significant other to lean on during these turbulent times. What I've learned over the last few days and something is I've always known but became blinded to as it is a blessing is that this community is awesome and I can lean on them when the going gets tough. Thanks again for all the, per- the positive words and advice. So I wanted to make sure that everyone heard the thanks from Morn that he did really like all the advice and positive words that we had for him. And then he follows on, which is another reason I wanted to make sure I mentioned it on the show. He says, P.S. Anyone know a small university or college with an opening in their biology department? So just in case, I wanted to boost the signal here. If anyone is looking for a teacher in their biology department at their university or college, then reach out to Morn because he is an awesome person and deserves an awesome opportunity. So out of all of that, there are, I think, a couple of different things here. Yeah, this one really, this one really hit for you specifically. It, did. it, it did. really did. Um, so, and it's something that I, I haven't really talked about too, too much. Um, I don't tend to talk about, you know, my my age or my goals or very much stuff. But um, basically, I'm coming up on 33, uh, which is a whole lot older than a lot of people tend to peg me at, just because of some of my hobbies and stuff. And the I think the bubbly gamer tends to make people think I'm younger than I am. So I'm coming up on 33, and um, basically, I have kind of I, I've always kind of wanted family. I've wanted to get married and have kids, but um, I've almost given myself a hard deadline. I guess this is one of those times I really hope Matt's just not listening. (laughs) But uh, basically, I kind of have it in my head slash it's my goal that at 35, I will either have kids or I won't. And, you know, I'm that's it's not like some crazy arbitrary thing. It's that, you know, although I do agree and sympathize and totally understand where he's coming from saying that, you know, uh, a 40 year age difference is huge, I think, between parents and kids and not insurmountable, but definitely it, it's, a, it's a thing. It's, it can be hard for people to identify when the age gap is that big. Uh, but for me, being the woman and therefore the one doing the birthing, <laughs> like there are some significant Uh, health concerns that happen once you hit 35. There's like the risks go through the roof for you and the kid. And I just feel like that's not something I want to either put myself through, my partner through, or my child through. Uh, And I know that it's, it's, you know, not a guarantee that bad things will happen, but um, I had an ex that used to say to me all the time, like, oh, well, look at our friends. Our friends are in their late 30s and they're having kids. And the, like the two examples that he was talking about, one of them missed the first three months of her child's life because she almost died and had to have like half of her intestines removed. And then the other one can't have kids anymore because of all the damage. <laughs> so I'm like, these are not good examples. Like, yeah. you know, so it's just kind of like, it is what it is. And so mourn your you know like your demon is very much one of mine that i i don't really talk about <laughs> right and one of the things that we talked about in the conversation in discord is that life is all about decisions yeah. and that for mourn and for you as well um priorities and things happen the way that they happen you know he was he was following his dream of going after his phd <laughs> Matt's not listening. Of course, he's not listening. Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those um, of you who are wondering, yeah, Matt is actually my boyfriend in the chat room right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> FYI, um, honey. <laughs> but you know, and and the thing about the decisions is that you know you go after certain goals. For you, going after certain goals, you hadn't met Matt yet. You know, you just it's, met him within the last year. Yeah. Um, Going after the streaming dream and going out and working on on your own and doing podcasting full time now, um, you know, it's all it has all kind of evolved to this point. And um, none of that is wrong is the, the point that I wanted to make in it is that, you know, it's OK to follow the dreams and then say, now that I've gotten to this point, it's I really want to do something else and be okay to say that, you mm-hmm. know, to say I'm 33 years old and I wish that I would have a child by 35. Um, but maybe it's that you're going to have a child at 36. Yeah. And I mean, like that, that's really neither here nor there. Like the, the, really the important part about my identification with this is that 
I wouldn't want it to be any different. Like I am yeah. coming up on 33 and that's fine. I would not want to be married currently and have children with any of the people that I dated in my 20s. Like if I was still in any of those relationships, and, and this is something else I haven't spoken too much about, but a couple of them were quite abusive. That's yeah. not a situation that I would currently want to be in. So I am very happy that I am who I am now and that I had those experiences, but that they are not, I'm not tied to those people in any way, shape or form now. And that's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, it could, it could have been so much worse. And like I said, I am who I am because I had those experiences. So I'm, I'm happy and proud that I made it through all of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm just, and, and like I also said, for me, at least I made the decision that that's, that's, that the cutoff, like it either, it either is or it isn't. And if it isn't that, you know, I'll deal with that in a couple of years. <laughs> but, you know, like it just, it's the important part is that you've made decisions and you've made very, very, very good life decisions. Going after yep. a PhD is never going to be a bad life decision. <laughs> so right. I think really this, this issue, this email isn't necessarily... I think I think the kind of being single and the and the wanting kids and the feeling like you're getting too old, I feel like that's almost a superficial problem. I feel like, and I think he got to it a little bit more in his update, is saying that like basically his life is about to get flip fucked. And I think that that is really the key here is that you're coming to the end of the stuff that you know. You know, you've been in the same place working on the same thing for years, and now all of a sudden your life is going to change. You are yeah. no longer going to be a student. You've got your PhD. Like there, there's no school after PhD, dude. <laughs> like you, yeah. you can't go back <laughs> and do, I guess you could do another PhD technically if you yeah. wanted to. But, yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's, that's it. That is the epitome of academic achievement. You've done it. Huzzah. Now what? <laughs> and I think you're, yeah, and you're especially reaching... when you've been 27 years in school. Yes. <laughs> So I think you're now reaching the point that I know at least I reached when I finished my six years of post-secondary education. And I'm sure Nevermore and Jules had similar situations where it's like you hit the end of like what you're supposed to do. And then you're just like, well, now what do I do? And finding a job out of college is really hard and not fun. And figuring out where you're going to live is hard and not fun. And then figuring out what the heck you're going to do with the rest of your life is hard and not fun. So... Welcome to post-university life. It sucks balls. Yeah. <laughs> Especially but right at the moment where you are right now, which is the, it's coming to an end, but it's not quite done yet. And yeah. you're in this kind of like, just limbo of what am I going to do now? So I don't yeah. necessarily think it's so much to do with all of the family stuff. I think it's really all of this is kind of being compounded by the fact that your life is going up and just crazy right now. So yeah. I think just um, look at it from that point of view and think of it not as a, oh my God, this is a terrible, horrible thing. And, and my life is getting away from me. And I'm so old now at 27. <laughs> Although I do remember feeling super old at 27. So, <laughs> but don't, you know, don't look at it as, oh my God, 27 years have gone by. What am I, what am I doing? Look at it like, I still have 50 more to go. <laughs> like, what do I want to do with those ones? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And, um, I honestly, I wanted to ask you guys this because I, I honestly don't know which is worse when you know that there's a major change coming and you see it down the road, like a big transition, like you're, That's you're gonna so have worse <laughs> or your life gets flip fucked on you without you knowing it, you know, like it just happens I, and all of a sudden you have to react. I think the knowing is worse because you just nailed it. Like when something really crazy happens, like say, God forbid, knock on wood, it doesn't. But let's say our house burns down tomorrow. Then all of a sudden right. you have a lot of decisions. You have to make them really quick and you have to do something and you're pushed to action. When you see it coming, first of all, you think you have a lot of time. So that's a lot of time that you think that you have to plan. But then all of a sudden it starts coming a lot faster than you think it's going to. And then also it's just like, you have so much to do that you get really overwhelmed. Like, yeah, you can't get overwhelmed if you have no time because you just have to do it. And there's that level oh, of you urgency. Can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> but I see your point. Like, yeah. and I think Nevermore is probably going to say similar things to Joss in this. Yeah. Would you say? I think so. I mean, just because 
it, it's funny because we use the disaster thinking as a thing. Yeah. So disaster thinking for the disaster, like having time to do that. Like I just picture us both going like, ah! like, and, like that. and being like, where's what I had? And like, I just, I don't know. I just think that'd be bad. So I'm kind of leaning towards what she said about, I would rather it just happen and mm-hmm. then deal with it because I feel it kind like- of, it tunnel visions us. Yes. Where if we have the time to like think about it, then I think it makes it worse. For me, I would spend more time, and I did, you know, like five or six years ago, spend all of my time going, oh my God, what if I never find a job? Oh my God, what if I don't find a job? Oh my God, what if I don't have a job? And I spent more time obsessing about all of the negatives and all the what ifs that I then didn't spend time actually making sure those things didn't happen. Like when I finished school, I got to the point where I, you know, was literally graduating and I had hardly done anything to actually like push my life in a positive, uh, like manner because I was like, well, I was working on this co-op thing. I was writing this thesis. I was doing all this other stuff. And I was kind of wrapping up all of my school things, but then I wasn't going out and telling people, Hey, guess what? I'm going to have a degree in geography and biology. I'm going to be super awesome at this, that, and the other thing. And please hire me. And da, da, da. I was just so focused on, oh my God, I'm not going to have a job. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Then I never actually <laughs> freaking did anything. So I feel That's like funny. if I didn't, I don't know, somehow didn't know there was an end to school or something. And all of a sudden they were just like, okay, nope, the door's locked. You can't come in here anymore. I'd be like, oh. I guess I better go get a job then. And then I'd go get a job. <laughs> so You know, I'm actually I'm actually gonna disagree with you guys in my opinion of of this because having had <laughs> Wait, like, what? Have, yeah, I, I know, right? But ha- for me, especially having been through the last year of having a bunch of things just happen and not having control over the fact that they just ha- you know, disastrous yeah. things that happened. <laughs> And it was like, you know, I would actually rather see it coming and be able to correct course or plan because that's that's just my personality type. Like, I want to plan. I want to have the choices and, and want it to dictate the outcome. And sometimes that feeling of being I, I get so anxious when I have to be reactive on stuff um, like I've got to make a decision on this because I have to, but I'd really like to be given the choice of making this decision <laughs> rather than having to make this decision. Yeah. So, you know, like losing your job, for instance, like, let's say you're all of a sudden your job is gone the next day and you're like, Oh God, what am I going to do? You know, that's the, the kind of thing I'm thinking about. But if they're going to come and t- tell you, look, you're being phased out, your job's going to end in a month. And I'd be like, Hey, okay, now I can work on this and I can, you know, it, so that's my preference, mm-hmm. but, and more in situation for me, I would be like, I definitely understand and see how he can look down the road and see, holy crap, I have no idea where this road is going to lead me. But I would be like, well, hell yeah, let's go take this road and go figure it out. So, I think I think that's the takeaway is that you should be happy and excited about the prospect of what you have coming now that you have finished this gigantic achievement. It is something yeah. that not a lot of people do. So I think you need to be proud of the fact that you stuck it out and did it, whether you end up actually using it or not is, you know, just kind of the way degrees work sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. I yeah. think you just, you really have to be happy with your achievement. And then you can just flip this on its head and look at it in a real positive way is that you aren't actually tied down in any way, shape or form right now. If there's a job opportunity that comes up in California or Maine, it doesn't matter. You can literally go anywhere because you don't have a significant other to take into account. You can build your life and then move forward from there. And I think that that's something to be embraced and to be really happy about. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's really hard in those situations not to gauge what's going on with you based on other people who are around you. We all understand that. <laughs> yeah, and social media yeah. makes it so much worse because it's oh, only it makes it so much the worse. very best parts of their lives. Like, so it's just like, oh my god, I got married, and here is like all of the perfect pictures from my yeah. wedding, <laughs> and then you don't see the fact that they were like fighting and throwing wine glasses at each other two seconds before that photo was taken. You just see yeah. the happy smiling couple and it's the same thing with babies all the baby pictures are happy smiley babies and oh look at this super cute thing they did and meanwhile a minute after that picture they were throwing a tantrum and their mother was just like i can't even deal with this anymore so you know like social media definitely um 
portrays a very, very, very positive side of all of these decisions. And I'm not saying that they're bad or wrong decisions. There are things I want for myself as well, good and bad. But I think that there's a lot of pressure out there based on social media. And maybe you need to kind of just turn it off for a little while and realize that 27 is really not the be all end all of when you should be doing some of these things. Can we start calling that crop out the crap? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because that's truly what it is. I mean, you see people all the time who post stuff like that. You're just like, I know that's not how your life really is, but good for you. (laughs) I feel like there was one other thing that I wanted to say. Um, Oh, um, there was one thing um, that he mentioned in his very first uh, part of, or the very first message on Discord talking about um, feeling like he missed the boat in his college years by not finding someone. And to that, I just, I want to say like, dude, you didn't miss the boat. There are so many people, and this is the way that I used to look at it, is that if I am still single post-college, there's got to be other me's out there. So (laughs) there's got to be other you's out there that are finishing their PhDs and looking for someone and being like, oh my God, I missed the boat in college. You didn't miss the boat. There, and I mean, like, I, like I said, I would not want to be married to the person I met in college right now. I, yeah. you know, like I am a different person than I was in college and you're going to continue to become a different person and that's okay. Yeah. And I think that, um, I mean, I didn't meet my current total most amazing love ever in college. I met him like, I guess, seven years post-college. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it, there's nothing saying that college is the only way or time to meet people. There's so many ways to meet people now. <laughs> so, Including, so I think, Nevermore, you met Ben in a not-college way, right? That is true. I don't, I don't know we how much you want to say. Internet. I was going to say, I don't know how we much met, you want to say. We met but. on the internet. Um I didn't, well, I didn't graduate college, by the way. I did, like, basic classes and stuff. So people who haven't done that, you know, like, I appreciate the fact that I don't owe a shitload of money. <laughs> that's, that's the only positive that came out of that. Anyway, so um, once I graduated high school and I worked and stuff, I had an ex who was an asshole. And before I really realized that, I moved out of my mom's house in with him, which was a horrible, horrible decision. Anyway, fast forward a while And, uh, moved back in with my mom or no, no, I didn't. I just, sorry, still lived there, but with a temporary roommate, but was at my mom's house. And I was talking to my twin sister and I was like, I need to find somebody who has hobbies like I have, blah, blah. blah. And like, I was really upset about everything that's happening. And I was like, I'm going to join a world of Warcraft dating site. And I was kind of joking. And then we Googled it and it was actually a thing at the time. (laughs) And that is actually where I met Ben. It doesn't exist anymore, so don't... I I mean, there might be something, but it's not that one. It was called World of Datecraft, which was ridiculously adorable. uh, (laughs) That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. uh, I tried two of the other free dating sites, and they were okay. This is before Tinder, guys. We talked about this last time. I didn't have to deal with that shit. Sorry. (laughs) Thank God. Um, I mean, it's a different level of shit, because you get all the people who are on there, like, just for sex, or just to troll people, or whatever, and you get the weird people with the weird messages and stuff. But, um... At work one day, I was like, I had checked those messages and I was just bored with it. And I went and I logged into that site to see like, because they had, I mean, you could meet other friends and from different yeah. servers and stuff. So I had like went to go check it. And that day he had messaged me <laughs> and it was because we were on the same server, but we found out that we were both from Arizona and within like 15 miles apart and we planned our first date and yeah. He's all just thumbs up over there. <laughs> well, it's a great story, and I think it really illustrates the fact that you don't have to meet your partner in college. It's, I mean, we're in an age now, because I know, like, and my parents are, like, the typical, like, they should have made a freaking movie about them, like, high school romance. Like, my mom's prom date didn't show up, so my uncle's best friend took her to the prom, and they've been together ever since, and bleh. Like, (laughs) that's literally their story. So, I mean, like, but that was, you know, like 40 years ago. So that was, well, maybe more, yeah, no, 40 years ago. So it's like, that's the kind of stuff that they did back then. And they, you know, 
dated and married, you know, friends of siblings and things like that. And they met in high schools and colleges because that's where you met people. But now we have so much more communication and all the social media we were just talking about, you know, cutting out the crap, you know, like all of those tools actually make it a lot easier to meet people. So you don't have to now meet people that you know physically in real life anymore. You can, you know, meet people in so many different ways. So your options now are so much more than they were in the past. And you do not need to worry about missing out in college. Very true. And you'll never know where you're going to meet somebody, guys. So (laughs) you, and that's the thing. That's why everybody's like, you know, you need to do you and make you the best you can be. Like, it sounds cheesy, but it's like, when you're bettering yourself, you're not even thinking in that moment of finding someone, you're going to find someone like it'll just happen. Like you're not even going to know it could be because you went out to dinner with your friends from college and maybe one of their person has a sister or a friend who they're like, Hey, next time we're in town, we're going to go with these people, you know, like you're never going to know where stuff like that's going to come out of. So you just kind of have to be you do what you're doing and it'll happen. I believe good things. What she said. (laughs) And I think that that is the perfect time to wrap up the conversation because that was a perfect point nevermore. So thank you so much guys for sharing. Cause I know some of these, at least for me, some of these conversations are just like, Oh, this is awkward. (laughs) But (laughs) at the same time, I really think it's good that we, uh, that we have these conversations and get these ideas out there. So Morn, thank you so much for sending in your message. And I'm glad that the community was able to help you out with this problem, because I know it's something that is, uh, so a lot of people, I think, struggle with the things that you're struggling with right now, particularly with coming to the end of college. So I think that yeah. this was a really, really brave of you for sharing. And thank you very much. And I'm glad the community helped you out. Um, on that note, if you guys wanted to join in on the conversation on the Discord, you can go to discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays, which is also my Twitter and Twitch if you want to follow me over there. Jules, where can folks find you? On Twitter at uh, Jules RPG and my other show, which is Torn Think Tank, records on Thursday evenings at uh, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Torn Think Tank. Nevermore, how about you? I'm on Twitter at Quoted Nevermore, and I have an Etsy shop that should be opening later this month, hopefully crossing my fingers. <laughs> I'm still trying to get through, like, putting away Christmas crap and everything. So <laughs> once I have a weekend that we have time and aren't busy doing things, then yes, yes, my Etsy shop will be open soon. Excellent. And you can always follow the show on Twitter over at, at Demons Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week.